all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy. Relatively speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanksgiving's such a wonderful time for the gathering of family and friends, right? But how can you prepare for those uncomfortable conversations that often come up? Today we'll give you some tips on how to prepare for that loving aunt or that cousin who's not on the same political or social page that you are. How do you talk to them? What can you do? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today on this Thanksgiving week. So today we're talking about Thanksgiving and how it can be such a wonderful time for gathering of family and friends. But then sometimes you can have a little bit of difficulty navigating those uncomfortable conversations that inevitably come up from one of those relatives or close friends who sometimes doesn't have that filter or sometimes thinks it's their responsibility to delve into issues about you. Or maybe they have to solve all the problems of the world. Or maybe they want to talk about what's been in the news, politics or something like that. So today, I want to hear from you um, what your experiences are, and and we'll talk about some ways maybe that you can prepare yourself for that loving aunt or that cousin or perhaps even that parent or grandparent who's not on the same political or social page that you are, how you can navigate through that, still keeping the holidays happy and Doing what we want to do, enjoy the happiness and the celebration of what Thanksgiving's supposed to be about. So, I have some questions for you. Do you dread family gatherings due to the conversations that you get into? You know, family's family. You can't unfriend them, right? Um, 
mostly we continue to gather with them, even though we don't feel like sometimes we are just like they are or don't we're not like thinkers. So what can you do to try to make the family gatherings fun and joyful? What do you say to the aunt who asks, I ask you, are you when are you going to finally have that baby? You've been married for so long. Or, or what about the question of will you quit work after the baby comes? Oh, here's a good one. Are you pregnant when, um, no, you're not? You just gained a few pounds. Or um, what about uh, the guy? When are you going to ask that woman to marry you? You've been with her for so long. Or why don't you have a girlfriend yet? You know, you're not getting any younger. Oh, I can come up with thousands of these because I've heard probably all of them. Um, (laughs) I'm from a wonderful, wonderful large family. And... um, Every when you have when you gather 60 or so people, which we will be doing again this Thanksgiving, um, you can imagine the number of comments, questions, um, thoughts, topics that get brought up. And um, sometimes it's difficult to navigate through it. And sometimes it's just a lot of fun and you have to find the levity. So my question to you is, what are some of those experiences you have had? Have you navigated through them? And do you think there's some topics that should just be taboo? I want to hear from you. You can call one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Michelle. It's good to have you here with us this morning. Good morning. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. Well, we have talked a <laughs> lot about this topic. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing at that last one you said, uh, when are you going to get married? And I thought about the uh, LGBT person in your family, the guy or the girl. Right. And the older grandma says to him, where are you going to settle down and find you a good woman? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or, you know, he brings his friend, his roommate with him to Thanksgiving every year. And no one says anything, but they know those type of awkward moments happen and, all the time. Right. And so when do you choose to correct someone on a topic and when do you just smile sweetly and sort of navigate through it is is the question that that I'm throwing out. And there's some there's some things that you can do to try to help yourself through this and to prepare for it. And so I, I thought what we could do today is talk about some of those ways to prepare. Also, I'd love to hear stories from others about um, maybe the funniest thing that someone's asked them or the most difficult situation right. they've had. In or how they navigated um, through the entire process because you you wonder, do you handle it? That was a good question you posed. Do you say something at the table or at the gathering or do you wait for another time? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Should you address it then? I think it um, it so depends on what the situation is. If it's something that is not too hot to touch, then maybe it's okay. Um, 
if it's something that perhaps she thinks should be discussed in private, I think it is absolutely fine to say, you know, I want to hear more about what's going on with you right now, and let's divert the yeah, yeah divert the yeah. attention to someone else. Yep. You know what? Another uh, thing that we didn't even think about the competition between dressings and dishes on Thanksgiving. Not so much Christmas, but for some reason, Thanksgiving, just say the sibling rivalry of the sisters and who makes the best dressing. And you have like 20 dressings on the table, one stuffing, one dressing, one with seafood, one without. Yeah. And everyone wants to have the best dish. And you have the older sister maybe who thinks, like you said, she's the cooker in the family. She makes everything great. And some of the other sisters, we cook well, too. What about that competition on Thanksgiving Day to be the best? Yeah, that (laughs) certainly can happen. And, you know, sometimes there are individuals who feel like that they have to bring the most or the bigger um, dish or the better dish. And and so my my suggestion on that is why not allow everyone, this is what we ended up doing. We are a very large family. So... Everybody sort of has their specialty of what they do. Um, so one of my yours? sisters is <laughs> makes awesome sweet potatoes, okay. and so she does that. Um, the other, I'm I'm have always been the salad maker for whatever reason. <laughs> you became um, the salad. I maker. became like, the salad maker by the default. <laughs> I don't know, and I end up making the salad every single time. But what happens is. Um, you you sort of become that that's your area of specialty. I have another sister who makes uh, a rice dressing dish, um, and that my mother used to make. And so they, uh, three of my sisters, gather together and make that because it's fairly labor intensive. So if you can make it a, a team work type issue and not competition, it's better. So I'll God t- forbid, what if? Yeah. You decided not to make the salad one year and wanted to make the rice dish. <laughs> what would have happened? I don't know. That might be heresy. That's a good question. I've never tried to bucket in all these many years. That's a really good question. Oh, that's funny. Um, but, you know, I think if we can just remember to keep things sort of centered um, as to why the gathering is gathered, but no matter how hard you try, there will always be that individual who... Um, I think Jay said it so well before the show um, that there's always that person who who believes that it is their responsibility, it it is their job to make sure that everybody knows um, what their place is and what they're doing right or wrong or what they may be needing to do next. And many times when those big family gatherings come together. <laughs> That's when the individual believes it needs to happen. But, you know, um, I don't remember what show it was. We were talking about families. uh, And you made a great point. And this actually goes into the Thanksgiving holidays. Use this time to pick the elders minds get those great stories uh java had his uh, i don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed when you came in he had his phone um attachment 
to take video. Mm-hmm. This is a time where you have the uh, elders, your great-grandparents together. And like you said, they're not always here. They won't be here forever. They won't. And those recipes, those stories of how did our family come to this area? How did we get here? This is a great time after dinner or during dinner to sit down and talk to your um, grandparents and great-grandparents and get that information. Get those stories and have them on record so you can uh, always have them. Thanks for bringing that up, Michelle, because that is one of those issues that until you've lost uh, an older relative, and all of us do or have, um, but you may you may be one of those individuals or still who is still young enough not to have lost some older individual terribly close to you. But as many of you know, I lost my father eight years ago, and um, I. Uh, I was given, uh, our family was given a recording that a fifth grader many years ago did of him interviewing my dad uh, about uh, his experience in World War II. It was just an old tape recording, and it was the most priceless thing I think I've ever received. And it was it was just Daddy's voice talking about the war, and some some of the stories he never told us because they were sort of difficult to go back through. But but then to have that, the other very special piece that I have um, that was done was when we were interviewing my dad about family history and how everyone came. And so that was a video recording. And again, on an old videotape that um, is difficult to play back now, but something very valuable. So keep that in mind um, that this would be a great time instead of solving um, who should be president and who should not or solving um, the the gun rules. This is a really good time to start preserving those priceless memories that you might not have very much time to gather together. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how maybe you can prepare for those interactions. But before we do, I just want to give you a quick uh, little tip. A woman named uh, Sarah Josepha Hale came up with the idea to celebrate Thanksgiving. Did you know that? Um, She was also the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb. She marketed to Abraham Lincoln that we needed a day of Thanksgiving, and he, he finally was convinced. So we'll talk a little bit more about the fun facts about Thanksgiving as we go through the show, too. So give us a call about your family experiences. Give us a call about how you navigate through Tough Family at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
Thanksgiving, one of those wonderful, wonderful times of the year uh, where we gather around a table, have wonderful family and friend get-togethers. Um, there's not the frenzy of the present giving, right, that you sometimes get into at Christmas. So this should be a time of easy, comfortable visiting and gathering. But that doesn't always happen. So today I want to talk about maybe the tough times you've had to navigate through, maybe some of the comments that have come up, maybe your dread about the questions someone may ask. Um, give us a call. Let us know uh, what you've had to deal with and um I can maybe give you some advice on how you can prepare for this coming Thanksgiving or how you can uh, deflect if something happens that came up unexpected. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Is there something that maybe you've said to someone that you are regretting and are not sure what to do about it and you're going to have to face them again? Or is there something that someone said or perhaps hurt your feelings about that uh, you're having a hard time letting go? Um, we can We can certainly talk about that. But what I thought maybe we would do next is talk about um, how maybe you can prepare for these gatherings when you're a little anxious about it. There's always that one person that perhaps makes it a little harder. So first of all, uh, the first thing to do is to think about the value of, of the relationships, Think about how important those families or those special friends are that you're gathering together with and how long they've been in your life and how you need to keep them valuable, even if they don't think exactly the way you do or they don't um, always agree with what you think. So... To, to try to rehearse through that in your mind, especially with one of the individuals who is perhaps a little bit difficult in your life. The other thing that I think we all do accidentally, whether we mean to or not, you can't see what my eyes and my body are doing on the radio right now. But And we've talked about that, how sometimes telephone calls and certainly text and emails, it's easier to say or do things when people aren't looking you in the eye. But when you are having a face-to-face -face conversation with someone, to me it's more meaningful, number one. But two, you can give many more messages than just what printed word says, or even your voice says, uh, by your body language. So when you're dealing with someone that, that maybe you're not completely agreeing with, you want to make sure that you watch your body language. Um, and, and think about this before you go to a family gathering. When someone's talking and you don't agree with them, 
um, think about how in, insulting rolling your eyes at them might be, right? So be very careful about instantly setting a negative vibe back to someone by doing body language like a head toss or an eye roll or an arm cross or a you know, a slap on the hip with your hand or something like that when you're not agreeing. Consider that message that you're conveying. You've already told them, okay, what you just said, one, I disagree with, and two, I likely do not value. So um, that might set the stage for something negative. So watch what you're doing. There are ways to move away from com- from conversation that you don't want to engage in um, or that you disagree with um, without being insulting. Okay. So that's one thing. And I just wonder, have you have you ever had that situation happen to you where you were trying to have a conversation and instantly you were insulted? Probably. Probably so. So watch your body language. Um, a couple of other things. Um, think about using empathy. Try to understand maybe that other person's point of view. Maybe ask them about why do they feel that way. Um, Maybe to give you an explanation. It may be uh, about um, something like a political view. It may be an environmental issue. It may be something about whether you should even have brought your plastic bottle of water. There's some people who are so avid about conservation that that they might be insulting about that. So think about um, how you would talk through if someone said something insulting. Um, What about someone even getting into the argument about whether you should be vegan or not? Those are issues that I promise you will come up um, at at someone's family gathering, whether you'd like to admit it or not. They do, and sometimes they can be very insulting. Dr. Butchers, I was just about to ask you about the vegan uh, conversation because a lot of people are going vegan. My best friend and her husband are strict vegans, but she invites everybody's body over and her kids, she has three older boys, and they are not. She doesn't project that lifestyle on them like that uh so she does do chicken they don't there's not a turkey family so they do chicken and she's ordered some sides from a caterer and things like that she called me last week and said what do you want and i'm like i'll eat whatever she does a great vegan gumbo and a great vegan lasagna that she does every thanksgiving and when you go to someone's house and they are vegan um that's a question do you don't eat or do you not eat or do you bring your own meat food or some people who are vegans i know a few people like my niece she's vegan and she takes her vegan food to gatherings like for fourth of july she'll take her meatless uh you know grilled meats 
Yeah, with sure. her, so yeah. she won't proje- you know project that on the host of the ho- home to have to buy vegan food when everyone else is not eating that. So that's a thought, yeah, as well. Yeah, there's several things that you can do, and you're absolutely right. There, there are many people who are pescatarians only, are vegans, are, um, are eat anything, and so I, I think one. If you know you're inviting someone to Thanksgiving dinner and, and, and that they are a vegan, be, be conscious of that. Make sure that if you're inviting someone over, you want them to enjoy it. You don't want to impart your values, like I said, on them. So to make sure that you have dishes that are truly vegan and um, it doesn't have to be the whole meal. It it could be two or three dishes that they know um, were were created in in a, a true vegan fashion, so that they can feel comfortable eating them. And to not badger someone about their their nutritional choice. yeah choices at Thanksgiving. That's not an appropriate time. And I would employ implore parents out there who have children who suddenly became uh, vegan, that is not the time to get into a discussion about whether or not they're getting adequate nutrition. I, I think it's a conversation that everyone should have because, you know, vegan, if you do it in a healthy style, you can be very healthy, uh, but you can miss out on some very important nutrients if you don't know what you're doing. So, but Thanksgiving is not a time to have that discussion. So be respectful. I would also expect that if an individual is um, inviting people to their house um, and they are strict vegans, that they would, when they invite someone, if they intend for it to be that way, to let them know. You know, we're not going to have a turkey. Um, Which... By the way, brings up a little fun fact, I will tell you. Um, uh, Turkeys were not on the menu at the first Thanksgiving feast at all. Um, When the first early feast were there, they were eating venison. Uh, They were eating local seafood and lobster, mussels, bass, and not actually not mashed potatoes, Pumpkin was on the menu and other fresh fruits and vegetables, but um, that's just um, something I think everybody thinks. It's heresy if you don't have a turkey, but you don't have to. Um, You could have just fish if you wanted. It depends on on who you are and what you want. So, um, yeah, uh, I would love to hear from you about what you do maybe different on your Thanksgiving meals that has worked well for others. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I want to I want to hear from you. Let's talk about how you steer family conversations in the happy, positive way. Or do you disagree? Do you think it's a great time for a heated political discussion? What do you think about that? Give us a call. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. Little birdie, why you worry like you do? Don't you worry. 
just fascinate you so. If you miss anything on MPB Think Radio, you can always stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about Thanksgiving. Um, These little snippets that are being played right now are from the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Aren't they fun? So much fun to listen to and hear. And so what I'm trying to do today is get us to work through, before we get to Thanksgiving dinner, ways to make sure that we have a calm, happy, lively conversation, but not heated conversation time at the dinner table. It's a great time to have conversations. It's a great time to put those phones down um, and just talk and visit and catch up with each other, learn about what's going on with each other, Um, but not a time to solve the problems of the world or to give um, maybe often unwanted advice to a family member. Has that ever happened to you? Does that occur? And how have you dealt with it? Or do you need to, to have some advice before you go to a family gathering? Do you find yourself maybe avoiding family gatherings that could have been great uh, because of some words that were said previously? I'd love to hear about your story. I know you're out there shopping and getting ready, but give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. The other thing is, if you happen to need to listen to this as a pep talk one more time, you can um, listen to this at mpbonline.org. uh, We've got the podcast of this show that will be posted um, shortly after this show's over. So we were talking a little bit about ways to prepare um, for the gathering and how if if a topic comes up that you really don't want to talk about, there are a couple of things that you can do to if if they come up to um, to have a way to deal with it. So here's one. Use the buddy system. Um, find a family member who you really connect well with, who you have a close relationship with, and say, okay, I really, really don't want to talk about when I'm going to have my first child. Because every time we gather together, somebody says, you've already been married five years. Why haven't you had a baby? I don't want to talk about it. It's none of their business. So will you please, if you hear that come up, say, Now, you know, that is a very personal thing or to do something that distracts 
um, that aunt or that um, other sibling to to away from that topic. Uh, so use a use a buddy and and let them know that if they hear that those topics are coming up, that that it's an uncomfortable zone and you want to stay away from it. Now, if you if you get into here's another thing that I think sometimes comes up. If you get into a conversation uh, with someone and and it seems to be taking a somewhat negative turn or an uncomfortable turn, um, you can you can say, um, well, let's let's walk outside um, and and talk about this or why don't you sit down and um, let me hear a little bit more about why you feel that way. So to try to hear, to, to try to talk about it in a very calm tone and to just be a listener. Um, Sometimes just saying, I understand um, that you have those feelings and I understand that it upsets you um, and I hope that you can become more comfortable with that at some point. Um, sometimes all it takes is just being quiet and listening. You don't always have to answer. And I think I think sometimes our human nature is when someone uh, says something that perhaps is bothersome, that you have to send a retort back. And you don't always. Sometimes silence is the very best thing that you can do. It's just to be quiet. If someone says something that that perhaps is even insulting to you, um, and if it is really insulting, it is truly okay to look at them in the eye and say that was not very kind and stop with that. You can just stop that. You can say it calmly. And just let a few seconds of silence um, sort of resonate. And when you do that, most people, maybe not all, but most people will be able to reflect on what they just said and realize that they need to stop. So that's one thing uh, uh, that that is a good way to to move through issues. I wonder if you've ever tried that. You know, um, one thing that I, I want to remind everybody is, is, you know, Mr. Rogers said that the three most important keys to happiness are be kind, be kind, and be kind. And, you know, even though it's so very simple, it's so very true um, that if you keep that at the top of the list, then a lot of the family fallout stuff won't happen. And sometimes it's not the younger individuals who are causing the ruffles. I think sometimes older, and I'm I'm in it, in that older crowd now. 
I think sometimes older family members forget how important it is to be kind and that Thanksgiving isn't a time to tell everyone what they need to be doing or who they should be or who they should be with or what they should be doing. And I I think that many times we have difficulty with that. So we have all open lines. I would love to hear from you. I can continue to talk about this, but I'd love to hear your stories and your questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You know, um, just to extend on what Mr. Rogers said about being kind, um, I I always feel like it's important to remember to be respectful, be respectful and remember that um, everybody's everybody has feelings. Everybody's feelings count. And to remember what the holiday is about. Again, don't try to solve the world's problems. And above all, don't don't think this is a good opportunity because you're face to face with someone to try to change someone's mind. That's that's really not not a good and kind thing to do. Okay, let me move to some techniques that you can use. Now, we talked a little bit about pre-preparing, you know, having that ally, um, sort of getting yourself ready for the situation, remembering that you should um, watch your own body language and the like. But here's some other things that you can do if you're in the situation and you you haven't been able to get out of the situation. These are some things you can do. So if someone comes up and they want to know, why the heck did you vote for that individual that you voted for? Or why do you believe that there should be no stricter laws on gun control? Um, one sort of phrase that you can use is, you know, I really want to spend this time uh, exploring what's going on with you and your family, what's new with you, where have you been lately, Um, how's the job, I want to talk about you, I don't want to talk about all these um, political opinions. I've got of a lot of opinions, um, but that's not what I want to talk about right now. We hear about that all the time. You know, that's easy to say because it's true. Um, all you have to do is turn on any kind of media and you'll hear one political view after another. And so perhaps it's a, it's a good thing to say and it's a good thing to do to kind of have a mind clearing uh, period. Um, the other thing you can do is sort of a delay tactic. Let's not talk about that right now at the dinner table. Let's keep conversation light or let's keep conversation light during appetizers. Let's talk about that after dessert because odds are that kind of thing, you'll be distracted later and so the conversation will go away. So sort of that that delay technique is is a good one. All right, here's another one. So if if um, someone has a particular opinion about, oh gosh, whether you should be a vegan or not, 
one thing you can do is to just allow the opinions to happen. Um, Tell me why that's important to you is something you can say. Tell me why you think it's so important that I become a vegan or that I not become a vegan instead of volleying back, volleying back and forth about all these facts that you know and facts that they know to, to explain why it's so important. And then you can just listen. And like I said, make sure that you really do listen. And if you disagree, you can choose not to openly disagree. You can say, Oh, that's an interesting opinion. That doesn't mean you just agreed with them. It means that you listened, you heard them, and then you documented that you heard them. That's all you did. I think I like the, um, let's talk about that later. Yeah. Or let's talk about you. I like that one. Yeah. I think let's I'll talk use about that you. one. Let's talk about you. What, what have you been doing lately? I love the diversion. Yeah. One, because think about this at a dinner table. With a lot of people, a lot of different foods, why would we want to talk about being a vegan or not being a vegan with all someone's eating a big piece of a turkey leg in their hand yeah. and you want to <laughs> go into, um, you know, you really shouldn't eat that um, big hunk of meat. I, that is not the place. <laughs> to talk about that's that, right that is just definitely it's not a good place <laughs> it's not a good time so you know i think um i i think that is a great great one to use if you really want to deflect instead of even allowing the opinions to continue because there are people who will monopolize the dinner table mm-hmm. so that's another thing to remember if there is someone who is is really got things going in a direction that you think needs changing, It's it would be very appropriate to look at that individual and say, it's great to hear from you, John. Um, we Let's hear what Marie has to say now. Um, Marie, what's been going on in your life? So you can... You can acknowledge him that he has had an opinion and he's been talking and then to pull it to someone else. That's a great tactic, especially as the host. Yeah. If you're uh, it's your your house and you're up and, you know, doing things in the kitchen and taking food there and you finally sit down. It's your job to, like you said, make the uh, not day or night enjoyable <laughs> there at your house. Exactly. I do want to mention um, you mentioned the. Um, Charlie Brown. It was Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. We're playing. Actually, Charlie Brown has a Thanksgiving um, album. So the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, they have their own album. So we're listening to music and sounds from the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving album. And this next one is the iconic Charlie Brown Thanksgiving sound. People love this one. All right. All right. We'll go to break, and when we come back, we'll keep talking about what you can do. We still have lines open, and you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. We'll
contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and this is Relatively Speaking. Today we're talking about difficult discussions, conversations during the holidays and, and what you can do. And we've talked about a few tips. And if you want to go back and listen to them before you get up Thursday morning to perhaps gather with that family or those friends that you don't see very often and know that you might get into a different difficult conversation, you can listen to the podcast. Um, go to mpbonline.org and go to um, Tuesdays and on this date, and you can listen to this podcast on Relatively Speaking about um, Thanksgiving and family. So we've talked uh, about some of the things that you can do. Let me give you another tip. Um, distracting. Um are delaying. Here's one. So if you are over appetizers or over a drink before dinner, someone's gotten you into a conversation that is really uncomfortable and you want to get out of it, you can say, let me go see if I can help in the kitchen. Or, oop, I need to go check on the rolls. Or, oh, I need to go check on my little one. I'll be right back. That'll interrupt the conversation, and then you can reframe it if you get back into it later. That way, um, if the conversation starts going awry, don't forget to use that. That one is an easy one. Um, it may be obvious, um, but it may not. If you if you do it well, just just interrupt the conversation. With something, and I, I really do think that um, you can also say, "Oh gosh, I haven't seen um, Bill in in a long time. Let me go say hi to him before we continue this conversation." So you can come up with an interruption so that it stops before it goes off to a path. And then the other technique that is is a a fine one, especially if you're sort of trapped, like if you're at the dinner table and there is sort of no way out um, of what's going on, is you can say, and you don't have to be the host or the hostess to do this. If you are at a dinner table and you feel like a conversation's going awry, it's okay to say, excuse me, this conversation doesn't seem to be productive. Let's move along. Um, that can be sort of a stop statement. Um, and it doesn't have to be insulting. You can, I think, a good way to say, this isn't productive. Why don't we move along? I'd like for us to talk about, and I love this one. We did this at our house one um, last year, and, and I really enjoyed it. 
um, we went around the dinner table and we really did talk about what we were thankful for. Um, just to get everybody in the right direction. So here's another suggestion that I have for you, is that um, at the beginning, at the very beginning of a family gathering, to start it with an opener-like uh, that's a, puts everything in sort of a positive bent, to say everybody... Uh, thankful you're all here. I want us to all sort of get in our minds what are we thankful for because at the dinner table when we all sit down, I want everyone to go around and talk about the things that they are very thankful for. That way you set a very positive mood at the very beginning of your family gathering so that perhaps, um, you know, as you move along in the day, the the significant political discussions uh, don't come up. A couple of other things I would suggest to all of you at your gathering, make a deal with everybody that you silence your phones Um and put them in your coat pocket or your purse and and not pick them up for a couple of hours. Um, unless there's someone who's on call or has a very ill individual. Otherwise, just about anything else can wait. You know, what, what in the world did we do in the days when we didn't all have a cell phone attached to our hip? Um, we probably had a lot more... Uh, um, downtime and a lot more conversational face-to-face time. So I would highly encourage everyone to think about um, putting that phone away and kind of making it a pact with everyone. That way um, you'll get that good face-to-face positive time. You know, Dr. Butcher's another real quick tip is to have games planned mm-hmm. uh family games are really fun yeah so for um for people who you know teens always have their phones in their hands and things like that to get everyone off their gadgets yeah. let's yeah. play board games let's play taboo and monopoly and uno and fun board games. games yeah mm-hmm. that's a excellent idea the other thing is to get out in the yard with a football or a oh, soccer yeah. ball or you know the weather's going to be decent in in our state i believe we're not going to get rain much. Most of the state and surrounding states. So I would encourage you, um, you know, before and after to think about getting out. Okay, so the final reminder in our last few seconds is be kind, be respectful. Remember what the holidays are about. Don't try to solve the world's problems and don't try to change someone's mind. Just enjoy your time together. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and happy holidays. I hope you have a really, really safe time. Um, I want to thank Michelle for the music and Charlie Brown. Um, The show was engineered uh, and the calls were screened by Michelle. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.